When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I hope you guys absolutely loved the NCAA tournament. We have got a lot of takes for you on the NCAA tournament and everything that we saw on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All of that headed your direction, plus why the Deshaun Watson story is so massive and why so many people are missing on talking about it in an intelligent fashion. All that headed your way on OutKick. It'll be from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, usually live on 300-plus AM FM stations. But you get it right now on demand. The podcast begins right now. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for OutKick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hope the March Madness frenzy has been enjoyable. And I hope all of you, even though your brackets are certainly uh, worthless, there are, I hope you didn't have Illinois to, to win, because if you did, you were done incredibly uh, early. But as you start to break all of this down, there was a lot of fun. We had the unfortunate VCU incident where VCU was not able to play. And we talked a lot about this. Coming into the tournament, I said, man, my fear is, and my fear is still, that we potentially could have a team. And look, I don't want to make VCU fans feel bad. I know they made the run to the Final Four before. 
But I do think it's worth mentioning, or maybe it was the Elite Eight. I can't remember exactly. That's what got Shaka Smart the Texas job, if I'm not mistaken, even though he can't win anything. And we'll get to that here in a moment. But to me, the fear remains that a team that you think has a chance to win the championship, and I know technically everybody has a chance to win the tournament, but the fear remains that a team like a Gonzaga or a Baylor or maybe a Michigan or one of the teams that's looked really good at the two or the three line is going to suddenly have a COVID issue and that's going to keep them from being able to compete for the championship. So far, I wish no teams had had the issue, and it's crushing for VCU, but so far, at least through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, most of the integrity of the competition seems like it has maintained itself. But I do think that there are three major stories that stood out the most to me from the NCAA tournament's first three days. And I want to remind everybody out there, we have got, just so you know, a lot of games starting at noon Eastern on this Monday. Again, usually the Sweet 16 is set by Sunday evening. No, no, no. We've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, usually. Not this year. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Eight games going on today beginning at noon Eastern. And we're going to have Todd Furman join us, scheduled to join us uh, here in a few moments uh, in the next segment. And Todd Furman got teed off on by, congratulations, Arkansas Razorback fans. You guys are into the Sweet 16. It's unbelievable to me. I had to go look it up. Arkansas hasn't been in the Sweet 16 in basketball since 1996. I believe that was Nolan Richardson still prowling the sidelines. For those of you who are old school, I feel like 25 years at this point almost qualifies as old school. makes me feel old to go all the way back to 1996. I was in high school the last time that the Arkansas Razorbacks were in the Sweet 16. Congratulations to Eric Musselman and what he has accomplished with the Razorbacks in a crazy game against Texas Tech. But Todd Furman said it was a coaching mismatch and that Chris Beard was going to walk all over Eric Musselman. And then Eric Musselman fired back at him. It's going to be entertaining. Furman's going to join us. We'll play that audio for you in the next segment. But three biggest takeaways to me from the opening Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the tournament. Let's start here. Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago, I believe she's 101 years old now. She has done whatever it takes she has, uh, she's, she has dominated the, I feel like she's got magic spells. She has been able to, uh, to, to crush all opposition of Loyola Chicago. Uh, remember, they went to the Final Four a few years ago. And I feel like, my goodness, they absolutely dominated Illinois for the entirety of that game. It was not remotely close. They led, it felt like, by double digits throughout. From the moment that game began, Illinois was unable to match what they brought to bear. And I think, I think if you are an Indiana Hoosiers fan right now, and you have been looking around, and I know many of you have, many of you have been thinking to yourself, who is the right coach to take over our program, I don't know how 
you make the decision to go with anybody other than Porter Moser right now. Because that Loyola Chicago team may have been wildly underseeded if you look at the basketball analytics people. And they didn't win an upset where crazy things had to happen in order for them to pull off the win. Now, what am I talking about when I say that? A lot of times upsets happen and you go back and you look at the box score and you say, man, okay, that's a collection of things that wouldn't happen very often. But I want you to listen to some of the stats from Loyola Chicago against Illinois. Loyola Chicago made over half of their shots, shot 51% from the field. They made 40% of their three-point shots, but they only took 10 and they made four of them. They had 30 rebounds. They had 16 assists, and they had fewer fouls than the team that they went up against. In other words, they shot a higher percentage from the floor overall. They shot a higher percentage from three. They out-rebounded Illinois. They out-assisted Illinois. And they also had fewer fouls, and I believe they also had far fewer turnovers. Illinois, 17 turnovers. Loyola of Chicago, just 11. They also had four blocks to Illinois' two, 12 steals to Illinois' five. They dominated, and they did so in every statistical category. More offensive rebounds, more defensive rebounds. The only area where Illinois was better was in free throw shooting percentage. This was not a flukish result. They were clearly over and above, over and away, the better team. And as a result, you look at that bracket right now, I might take Loyola Chicago as the favorite to advance to the Final Four. Because I don't think that's a crazy idea at all. Houston is the highest seed remaining. But that pathway for Loyola of Chicago, based on how they played against Illinois, they're going to be in the Final Four. If I had to predict right now, which is a wild idea. Abilene Christian over Texas. Shaka Smart has still not won an NCAA tournament game at Texas. And in fact, the last five NCAA tournament appearances, he has lost in the first round. Lost to a 12 seed, a 10 seed, an 11 seed, a 7 seed, and a 14 seed. And so the situation in Texas, that was a crazy outcome. Now, I got to give credit to Abilene Christian because their defense was off the charts extraordinary on Saturday night. But if you go back and you look at that box score, there's a lot of craziness that was going on there. Abilene Christian won despite shooting 29.9% from the field, 16.7% from three. Texas actually shot 45%. This is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. Texas shot 45% from the field. But listen to this. They took 27 fewer shots. You're sitting there, I don't, know, I don't know that I've seen that before. In a 40-minute game, one team took 27 more shots 
than the other team. How did that happen? How did one team take 27 more shots than the other team turnovers? Texas turned the ball over 23 times to 11 for Abilene Christian. And Abilene Christian out-rebounded them, but in particular, this is just want to. On the offensive glass, Abilene Christian had 18 offensive rebounds. Texas had five. This came down to toughness this game in March, as many of them do, and Abilene Christian was tougher than Texas. And if you're a Longhorn fan, that has to bother you. That has to bother you a great deal. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to lose and get out-toughed by a school that I guarantee you not one single player on Abilene Christian even got a whiff from a school like Texas for recruiting purposes. And that's why the matchup mattered to such an extent to them and why they celebrated like they had just won the Super Bowl. That was amazing to see at the end of that game. And then the other one I would say that stood out, so three big games uh, scenarios that stood out to me. Loyola-Chicago taking down Illinois, second round matchup. Illinois looked incredible in winning the Big Ten tournament. By the way, the Big Ten has not looked as good as maybe we anticipated the Big Ten would. Conference has looked a little bit overrated, I think it's fair to say. Uh, based on how things have gone down so far. Uh, The Big Ten, in fact, looks wildly overrated. Um, And we'll have to see whether or not Michigan later today and certainly Iowa later today are able to continue the momentum of the conference and suggest, hey, we're still championship caliber contenders or in a season where we didn't have as many out-of-conference games as we did in past seasons, are we learning that the Big Ten was maybe not as strong as we had anticipated. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, maybe to close out the hour, uh, because I do think that the data would suggest that the Big Ten, which went 0-3 on Sunday's games, as we get ready for Monday, maybe if you're an Oregon fan, a little bit of reason for optimism against Iowa, certainly based on how good the Pac-12 has looked. Maybe if you're an LSU fan, LSU has been very up and down. Maybe you feel like you have a chance to win that one. And then obviously Maryland uh, going up against uh, Alabama as well. Those will be three interesting games to watch as a part of the overall fun that we've still got in the second round to be played later today. Third game that stood out to me. Third big storyline. How about Oral Roberts beating Florida and beating Ohio State? Two seeds don't get beaten by 15 seeds very often. I believe, Dub, you looked this up because I asked you before the show started to let me know how many 15 seeds have ever made the Sweet 16 before. And you looked it up. I think Florida Gulf Coast is the only team that's been in the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed before. Is that correct? That's right. Now we got two with Oral Roberts. What percentage of our audience do you think know where Oral Roberts even is? I'd say probably 15%, maybe. I think that's probably high. Yeah, probably right. I mean, obviously, if you're in that area, they're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, by the way, in case you guys didn't know. 
I got quizzed on that on Fox Bet uh, Live, the television show that I do live on the air, and I whiffed. I thought I think I said they were in Nebraska, uh, so I was close. I knew it was somewhere in that vicinity. Maybe I said Kansas. I can't remember exactly, but I knew it was in that area. But a 15 seed going to the Sweet 16 is pretty improbable. So those three to me stand out. Loyola Chicago looking like one more time a legitimate Final Four contender. Abilene Christian taking it to Texas and absolutely whipping the Longhorn. Shaka Smart still hasn't gotten an NCAA tournament win this year, even with a three seed, he couldn't do it. And even coming off of a Big 12 tournament championship. And then Oral Roberts, the 15 seed, rolling. Now, there are other big-time upsets that took place. This was a wild and wacky NCAA tournament already through three days. In fact, we had talked about how in a COVID year, most of the craziness had not really applied in the world of sports. We're getting a bevy of it so far in the NCAA tournament. But the teams that everybody expected, the two best to be, Baylor's into the Sweet 16 without too much difficulty, and Gonzaga absolutely destroyed their first-round opponent. We'll see how they do uh, in the second round later today. But up next, Todd Furman called out by Arkansas coach Eric Musselman. Congrats to Razorback fans into the Sweet 16 for the first time in 25 years with, by the way, a great chance to advance to the Elite Eight, considering that they are going to be matched up against Oral Roberts. We'll talk about that with Furman, get his favorite picks for Monday. By the way, Dub, did you see this? Blood Bank guarantee 3-0 and this weekend. I gave a pick. My favorite pick on Thursday was Oregon State plus 8. My favorite pick on Friday uh, was, uh, what did I hit on Friday? I'm trying to remember my, uh, my win on Friday was LSU, which covered with ease. And then I gave you Arkansas uh, plus two, and they advanced to the uh, Sweet 16. I've got a blood bank guarantee for you. Final segment of the show. We'll see if I can go 4-0 and on the blood banks uh, as we get ready. If you're not familiar with it, the blood bank guarantee is go out, got no money, tap the veins, sell your plasma if you need to, and take that one straight to the bank. 3-0 and on the blood banks. Can we get to 4 No, We'll check and see. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I don't know how this guy ends up somehow being more controversial than me, but we're bringing in now Todd Furman, one of my Fox Bet Live uh, co-hosts. And Furman, you, I got to be honest with you, I, I got on Twitter and I said, hey, my blood bank guarantee, I like Arkansas to beat Texas Tech. You were not as much of a fan of Eric Musselman or the Arkansas Razorbacks. In fact, you called it a massive coaching mismatch. Uh, and uh, and let's play. So for people out there who haven't heard this, uh, Todd Furman went on CBS Sportsline analyzing the matchup between Arkansas and, uh, and Texas Tech and said Chris Beard was going to basically sweep the floor with Eric Musselman. And then Eric Musselman responded. Let's play both of these, and then we'll let Furman 
uh, unpack what the last uh, several hours of his uh, of his life have been like since this happened. I'm going to make a case for Texas Tech here. When I look at the head coaches in this game, I think it's one of the biggest mismatches we're going to see in the round of 32. We talked going into the game against Utah State, what Chris Beard's record looked like during the NCAA tournament. Well, he has to be licking his chops, knowing that Eric Musselman will be on the other sideline. I was alerted before the game about somebody on CBS who, you know, who said something about the coaching matchup. So I was a little shocked that we could actually win a close game. Um, based on his comments. Um, whoever that guy is, I've never heard of him in my entire life, so his credibility is absolutely zero. Yeah, I take it personal. I mean, who is this guy? He's never called a timeout. He doesn't know. I mean, who is the guy? I don't know who he is. Yeah, I took it personal. My son brought it to me, you know, when we were eating, you know, whenever the thing went out, I knew right away. Um, so, yeah, I take it personal when somebody says something like that. All right, Furman, so you heard that. Now, be honest, first of all. How hard, when you make a prediction like that, how hard were you rooting for Texas Tech to find a way to win this basketball game? I mean, the way the game had gone, I had a little bit more uh, skin in the game than I did other than the dollars invested. It was the biggest position I had of yesterday as far as college basketball. I bet Texas Tech at pick him. I bet him again on the money line when the numbers started to leak out. And I stand by everything I said. Arkansas was a double-digit blown lead away from their entire fan base needing to eat crow. And if Mac McClung doesn't miss the front end to try and tie the game up and they don't miss two layups, suddenly I look like the genius instead of every else, but a hat tip to the Arkansas fan base because a lot of them had some fun with this, but I had no idea it was going to elicit such vitriol from not only the head coach that was going to come up in the postgame presser, but that the head coach's wife was going to circulate it all over social media. Did you, have you been checking your mentions? Have, oh. Is there any comparison in terms of anything that you have said of a sports prediction uh, marketplace out there that has elicited this much reaction? Not even close, honestly. Uh, the le- only thing that rivals this, years ago when we did Fox, yep. Bet- or Fox Sports Live, I came on there a Friday night, we were talking about A&M, and I called them paper tigers. I said they should cherish every victory they get because the schedule is going to get more difficult, and they were the most overrated team in the country. So Kevin Sumlin, of course, being the big fan of OutKick and everything else, decides to take that quote, put it up in the locker room. Well, what happened? I think A&M won that Saturday. They lost five or six games in a row. And I have nothing personal against Kevin Sumlin, but he should have been more focused on X's and O's in coaching because he's now not only lost a job at A&M, but also lost a job at Arizona. So the timeline's been a lot of fun. Like I said, there's been a number of folks coming out of the woodworks. And if this is the kind of strong response I can get out of fan bases every time I pick against them, bring it on because I'm going to lose a lot more bets. And there's plenty of fan bases across the country that can have plenty of fun at my expense. Now, you know, not only is Arkansas in the Sweet 16 for the first time in 25 years, Furman, but they are going up against Oral Roberts and figure to be a pretty substantial favorite there. You might have to start getting nervous about them going to the Elite Eight and this clip being out there for all time to see uh, if they start to make a run legitimately to the Final Four. Oh, I will have a money line bet at some point this week on Oral Roberts on our show. I'm not sure what the dollar amount is going to be, but I am going all in, and I will pound my chest if ORU behind this improbable run is able to do the unthinkable and get to the Elite Eight. Uh, But, hey, look, Arkansas has been a great basketball team all season long. I had some question marks about their ability to make big stops. And, again, like I said, they build a big double-digit lead. They don't make any adjustments. And it's tech that imploded late. So, Arkansas fans, you got big 
bigger fish to fry than worrying about what Todd Furman thinks about you. All right, so I just started. First of all, I love this. Like uh, as soon as uh, as soon as I saw this was going on, I mean, my face just lit up, uh, and I'm glad we got those clips to to put out there. I opened up the show saying to me the three biggest storylines of Friday, Saturday, Sunday so far. I'm curious if you would agree or what additions you might make. Loyola, Chicago. Let's talk about Loyola, Chicago for a minute here. You're an analytics guy. You run numbers. Do you believe that Loyola, Chicago was wildly underseeded as a uh, as a eight seed and then that Illinois was unfairly victimized there on some level, even though they were dominated by having to play a team this good this early in the tournament? A hundred percent. Loyola, when you look at their full body of work and some of the analytics and composite metrics, they're a top 15 basketball team. Now, I understand why the committee didn't see them there. They didn't have a resume conducive uh, with being one of those power slash protected seeds. So I thought Loyola should have been somewhere in that 5-6 range. And then to do the unthinkable and really stick it to Illinois, a program that's been ducking Loyola nearly every single year. Clay, those programs before yesterday had played three times in the last 30 years. It's about two hours of driving distance between them. Illinois had nothing to gain. And much like Abilene Christian that we saw earlier in the tournament against Texas, it was little brother having a chance to take out big brother. And to Porter Moser's credit and the rest of the Ramblers, Cameron Trotwig, Lucas Williamson, Guys that were on that team in 2018, as you said, there was nothing fluke-like about that victory. They got out to the early lead, they clamped down, and it looked like they just wanted it more from the start. So Loyola underseated. They didn't take that as a sign of disrespect. They went out on the court and earned it, and now have a very favorable draw within the region uh, and a chance to get back to the Final Four that would have been even easier if Rutgers was able to hang on and beat Houston uh, in the muddled picture that is the Midwest at this point. Yeah, there's no doubt. Would you actually think uh, that I mean obviously Houston is the lowest seeded team remaining meaning they're a two seed do you think would you like Loyola Chicago's chances decently to go to the final four again out of this region now when you look at it I think there's matchups that work in their favor. When you look at a potential showdown, if it is them against Houston in the Elite Eight, Houston doesn't do a whole lot on the offensive side. Their best play offensively is to get to the offensive glass. Loyola is going to grind you out in the half court. They're going to try and turn it into an ugly affair. And I think Loyola has all the pieces to get there because there's nobody remaining in the region that should truly scare them. You knocked off the big bully, and fortunately for them, they have a couple of days. And this is where I think being in the bubble actually helps because you're not being showered with praise. You're not around all of your classmates and everything else back on campus. You put your nose right to the grindstone. Your veterans are there. And for guys that have been there and tasted the glory, they go, hey, look, getting to the Sweet 16 is one thing. Getting to the Final Four is another. But unless we're cutting down the nets in Indianapolis two weeks from today, then all of this is somewhat meaningless. You know, Illinois was only one notch on the bedpost, so to speak, en route to hopefully winning a national championship if you're a Ramblers fan. All right, the other game, uh, there are two more that I want to get to, but Abilene Christian beating Texas. Uh, this, I mean, was just for Shaka Smart and Texas. I mean, Abilene Christian plays tremendous defense, but they got, I believe it was 15 more offensive rebounds. Furman, they got up 27 more shots than Texas did. I mean, th- if I'm a Longhorn fan, I'm just sitting back saying, how did this happen? 
I think part of it for Texas, this was a team that went out there and won the Big 12 Conference Tournament. They have a upperclassman trio of guards that we thought could take them deep in the dance, but they were relatively inexperienced on the front line. But again, it's not quite the same as Ohio State, who looked flat as a board going into their game against Oral Roberts. Texas just didn't look to have that same fire in their belly the same way they did the previous week against Oklahoma State and knocking off Cade Cunningham and company. Now, whether it's a reflection of Shaka Smart or anyone else, I think the coach has to bear some responsibility for it. When you look at how Shaka's teams have performed in the opening round since that ridiculous run he had at VCU to the Final Four, they haven't been good. I mean, Texas and even VCU before that has failed to live up to some of its potential. And so when you see Abilene Christian go out there and just beat you to every loose ball, force countless turnovers, it was a credit to their fortitude more than anything else. But Clay, I can probably count on one hand, if that, how many times a double-digit seed goes seven minutes and 11 seconds without a single point and is still able to pull off the upset. That's what Abilene Christian did. And unfortunately, that was a microcosm of my gambling weekend. I had Abilene Christian for the first half, plus four and a half. They went to the breakdown five, didn't bet them for the full game, thought they'd get blown out over the course of 40 minutes. Uh, we're talking to Todd Furman. The other one, you hinted at it, Oral Roberts beats Ohio State and Florida back-to-back. Second ever 15 seed to advance uh, to the uh, to the round of 16. What happened there? Do you agree with me in general about those being the three biggest takeaways maybe of the first three days of the tournament? Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. I think when you look at Oral, we knew that they had uh, some firepower up front with the nation's leading scorer. Pushing Ohio State, I didn't think was out of the realm. Ultimately, when that game went to overtime, did I think they were going to win it? No. I mean, we were on the air on Friday. Ohio State had a four-point lead with about a minute to go when our show was starting. And you figured, okay, Cinderella, the clock is going to strike midnight. That's it. Game goes to overtime. You usually figure that superior talent all ultimately rules out. And then to follow it up against Florida, a game where they trailed at the half and still found enough, not only on the offensive end, but defensively to be able to make things happen. Uh, It's a credit to what they've done uh, in the big dance. But I think one of the other big storylines, too, that we have to discuss, knowing that we're going to have a couple of teams from the Pac-12 on display, is how well that league has performed overall. I think they were more or less an afterthought for people coming into this. And you see Colorado absolutely embarrass Georgetown. So it's been a good run for the Pac-12 so far. We'll see how they can handle a little bit of prosperity later today when they enter games with U.S see a modest favorite against Kansas, Oregon, and the underdog role against Iowa, and UCLA, at least on paper, a very winnable game against the aforementioned Abilene Christian Wildcats. Uh, All right, let's go into Monday's uh, slate of games, which obviously are going on starting at noon today. It's a weird feeling to have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and still the first round of the NCAA tournament going on Monday. I can't remember it ever happening in my life. You're a stat guy. You may be able to point to it ever happening before. But what games jump out to you? The Zags obviously were dominant. They are a massive favorite, 14 and a half uh, over Oklahoma. And otherwise, a lot of, you know, five and six point lines or fewer in what is typically a challenging two-day turnaround. What stands out to you about the slate of available games uh, still to come, the eight starting at noon today, Eastern? Well, you mentioned Gonzaga, and I think this is a team now, if Mark Few didn't have his group's attention before the big dance started, he definitely did after yesterday, to say, hey, look, there's all this carnage taking place across the landscape. You guys have as great an opportunity as ever to go out there and win the national championship. Uh, USC Kansas, uh, the nightcap, is probably the most intriguing game for me. When you look at where this number opened at FanDuel at Pickham, USC a slight favorite. USC has NBA caliber talent on the inside and Evan Mobley, but they're a little bit thin at the guard position, whereas 
with Kansas. I mean, they got themselves in a hole against Eastern Washington and came barnstorming back to almost even cover as 10.5-point favorite. So I think that game is extremely fascinating. And then we have the uh, intersectional showdown. I know Jim Harbaugh wouldn't want to take on the LSU Tigers on the football field, uh, but we'll at least get to see Juwan Howard and Will Wade. LSU, three dynamic scores. And when you look at Cameron Thomas, Trenton Watford, and Devontae Smart, they're more dynamic than anything Michigan sees game in, game out. And if LSU is going to commit to defending the same way they did against St. Bonaventure, uh, I think we're in for a real barn burner there. And this is where Michigan could really feel the absence of Isaiah Livers. Uh, Anything that you've seen in the first three days, obviously, among the teams that are left that has made you fundamentally change any of your thoughts about Gonzaga and Baylor being at the top of the echelon of college basketball? If anything, are you more confident in one of those two teams winning? I think when you look at Baylor, they showed me a lot. They weathered the storm a little bit against Wisconsin yesterday and were able to extend late when they needed to. The biggest question for Baylor was about their defensive intensity, and if this team is going to commit on that side of the ball, we know that they can score. They shoot the ball as well as anybody from beyond the arc. You mentioned Gonzaga. Let's see them get pushed a little bit. Uh, Oklahoma, in my opinion, is not going to offer uh, much of a litmus test by any stretch of the imagination. But I think one of the other storylines that maybe we negated, Clay, earlier on is Syracuse. Every single year they get as a double-digit seed. Jim Beheim continues to work magic. And what goes on at that program, whether it's voodoo magic or something else, uh, is nothing short of incredible. And I think one of the stats that blew me away going into that game for Syracuse was how well this team has performed as an underdog. When you look at Syracuse with the win yesterday, they're now 10-1 against the spread as a double-digit seed, 22-9-1 against the spread in the 32 games that they've been listed as an underdog, and 17-15 and straight up as a dog in the tournament. It speaks to how tough it is to get through that 2-3 matchup zone that Jim Beheim wants to employ because there's no NBA players on that roster. Went out there and beat a good West Virginia team, and I'm not sure their run ends in the Sweet 16. We're going to talk about this when we come back, but Big Ten quickly. Have we learned that the Big Ten was overrated? Is this an aberrant result in general for the conference? How would you assess expectations versus reality of the Big Ten so far? I think the Big Ten has to be disappointed. I mean, they had eyes on getting multiple teams into the Final Four. They still have a chance for the Iowas of the world should they play well in Michigan. So it's not all doom and gloom right now, but losing Illinois and Ohio State before we got into the second weekend, I can't imagine it's anything the conference envisioned. Uh, Rutgers being so close to upsetting Houston and weren't unable to get over the hump because they started to milk the clock with about two and a half, three minutes to go. I'm always leery of trying to say, hey, look, one conference completely disappointed you're as good as the depth your league has shown and maybe the Big Ten beat itself up throughout the course of the year but I can tell you watching that game in its entirety between Loyola and Illinois if you switch the names on those jerseys that Loyola team was just as good as Illinois and uh, there were a lot of teams in the country if they had to go up against the Ramblers that would have struggled so uh, I won't really uh, start to eulogize the conference yet it's a lot different than what we see in college football where you can put most of the uh, league out to pasture other than Ohio State before the calendar even gets to October. He's Arkansas's favorite man. He's at Todd Furman. You can find him there on Twitter. Furman, we will talk to you again soon. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. So if anybody out there listening, and I know there's plenty of them, have good restaurant recommendations in Fayetteville or Little Rock, be happy to roll out the red carpet. And I'm open for radio interviews. I'm more than willing to stand by what I said. And a hat tip to the Razorbacks and Coach Musselman for getting to the Sweet 16 the first time since uh, I believe they won the national championship under Coach Nolan Richardson. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. That is fantastic, by the way about the state of Arkansas, including their head basketball coach, Eric Musselman, coming after Todd Furman um, in earnest. And I think that's probably going to turn into a decent-sized story because, again, I think they're going to beat Oral Roberts. 
and be in the Elite Eight and have a chance to make a Final Four run. And if Furman follows through at Fox Bet Live and decides to go in on Oral Roberts, uh, that's going to, I mean, it's going to be fun. That's going to be, uh, it's going to be really fun to see exactly how that plays out. Uh, lots of great basketball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've obviously been talking uh, throughout the show so far about the NCAA tournament, big upsets, all the craziness that's happened. And I think you can't really talk about the NCAA tournament right now without also discussing the disappointing performance that we've seen so far from the Big Ten, certainly relative to what expectations would have been for that conference. And it all really started to pile up on Sunday, but it started on Friday when the most shocking result of the tournament so far, Oral Roberts, the 15 seed, beating Ohio State, the two seed. And then you have number one seed Illinois out, and nobody has really stepped up. Rutgers could have if they had been able to hold on against Houston. Instead, they kind of fell apart down the stretch. But it was a tough day for the Big Ten. Wisconsin never really gave Baylor much of a challenge. And so the Big Ten went 0 for 3 on Sunday. And on Saturday, uh, sorry, so far on Friday, they haven't been very good on Friday or Saturday either. So you start to break down what exactly has gone on with the Big Ten so far. And they haven't in any way lived up to the expectations that we all had for this conference based on all the discussion about how good they were. Now, maybe Michigan's going to get on a run. Maybe Iowa's going to get on to a run. But on Friday, uh, you had Oral Roberts take down Ohio State, and you had North Texas take down Purdue. Those are two pretty big upsets, given the seed lines that you wouldn't have anticipated seeing. On Saturday, uh, the Big Ten fought back and went 3-0. and uh, and we'll see whether those same teams that won can can win again today. But Oregon, who hasn't even played yet because they got to advance against VCU based on COVID, I think LSU is in a really good uh, good spot to pull off the upset over Michigan. And I think Alabama will handle Maryland. So it's possible that the Big Ten is going to take another couple of lumps before we even get to the Sweet 16 and the odds of that conference being able to go out and win a championship are going to be potentially pretty low. And I would say if you want to talk about conferences that have performed above expectations, the Pac-12 by far has been the best performing conference relative to what the expectations of the Pac-12 would have been. And also, I think, simultaneously, the Big Ten has been the worst. And you could sometimes say, well, that happens in the postseason. But I think in general, the Big Ten tends to be overvalued. In general, I think the Big Ten as a conference, because there's a lot of major media markets, because there are a lot of members of the sports media who are alums, because the Big Ten gets a lot of favorable attention in the basketball arena marketplace. There's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten but I think it tends to be, in general, overvalued. I would say the same thing about the ACC. There's just a lot of hype on both of those conferences. The difference is the ACC does tend to deliver a lot of the time. They have banked in a lot of championships over the years the ACC has. Big Ten really hasn't. You think about Big Ten championships, 
You go back, I'm going to talk about this some in the third hour of the program. Big Ten championships in football and basketball don't actually happen that often for the amount of attention that Big Ten teams get. And so I think the biggest storyline from a conference level perspective so far, Pac-12 drastically overperformed and the Big Ten has so far drastically underperformed. If you had gone bullish on the Pac-12, your brackets look phenomenal and you look like you have a chance to win your bracket challenge. If you went bullish on the Big Ten, you are in trouble. I'm bullish on this show. When we come back and dive into what I think is the biggest story in sports right now, it's not receiving very much attention because I think it's hard to talk about in an intelligent fashion. That's what's going on with Deshaun Watson. If you are a Houston Texan fan, if you are an NFL fan, I'm not sure we have seen a player in as significant of peril off the field related issues, 12 different women now. For sheer number, 12 different women have accused Deshaun Watson of sexual assault. What's going to happen there? We are going to discuss. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 